Where do ghosts mail their letters? Just, I don't know. At the ghost office. <laughs> Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 44 of the Genesis Gems podcast. I am one of the co-hosts, Nick Stevens, and with me this time is... Aaron. Hey, how's it going, guys? Aaron, Aaron. And who else we got? Go ahead, Rob. Oh. No, you, you first, Jose. <laughs> See, we're not actually in a room, guys, together, so it's... I mean, I, I imagine Nick is actually pointing at us, but we can't see him, so that's the I'm, problem. I'm doing the Scott Hall thing, like when he did that to Kevin Nash. Right. Back in the end of Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, Rob here. Good to see you guys, or talk to you guys. And uh, I'm Landon. Hey, everybody. How's it going? All right. You can see our faces on the Skype thing, right? I can see your pictures. Yeah. Except for Landon's, he just has like a generic silhouette. He just looks like good. (laughs) (laughs) I broke broke the Skype with my picture. (laughs) I broke Skype. Like, man, he's too ugly. Just put that generic guy on there. Yes, this episode has been a long time coming. We've we've postponed it a few times. I think each one of us has had a reason, so <laughs> we're we're all sh- sharing the pain there. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to talk about Ghostbusters today, which uh, it's kind of good timing. We're going to try to cheat the system a little bit and get some uh, nice Google searches since there is a new Ghostbusters movie out. Ah, so there is a method to your yeah. madness. Ah. There is. There is. <laughs> ah, actually, Landon actually Landon picked it, and I was like, "Ooh, that's perfect." I'm glad he did. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Reason I picked this one was, you know, the new movie coming out. And um, if you haven't heard yet, uh, Joe Copel did a really good review of the Ghostbusters movie on his uh, podcast, the uh, Radical Radical Retro Roundup. Ugh, if I can get spit out. <laughs> yeah, you were on that show, weren't you, Landon? Yeah, I was. Oh, I, I really enjoyed that. Oh, thank you. That was that was a fun time. Joe's Joe's a great guy. He was really cool to do a show with. I'd never done anything with him before. Yeah, I got to do one with him too. Uh, I did the Karate Kid one. Nah, that was a good one too. That was a good one too. Like yeah, that was fun. Yeah, he uh, he mentioned maybe me coming on there sometime, but I don't think I was good enough. So he guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm the only sorry. one. I'm the only maybe one. Maybe you should do some '90s movie because you used to be on a '90s podcast. Ooh, bring it back. Someone post someone posted a meme on a. The Genesis Gems page had a picture of a skeleton sitting on a park bench that says, Me waiting for the next 90s entertainment show. <laughs> I showed it to Ryan uh, at church today, and he was like, Yeah, we're recording this week. <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he told me. I'm not going to promise anything, but that's what he well, told me. That's what happened with Retro Obscura. It's like someone posted in the group and said, Hey, I wonder when a, a new Retro Obscura is finally going to come out. And I'm just like, Fine. And, you know, I, I edited it together and finally put out the lost episode that had been kind of sitting there waiting to be finished editing. Because um, I'd had so many editing snafus and like lost files. Uh, Audacity is just the worst. I, oh, I yeah. need to upgrade at some point. Um, <laughs> but it's out there, and I just got done recording another one that features another Ghostbusters game. Um, not the Genesis one, but the other good one, if that gives you any hint. <laughs> <laughs> There's like one other good... Ghostbusters game from the 8-bit, 16-bit era. Yeah, probably up till the 360, too. Yeah, I, I really like that one. Yeah, that one's not too bad. Uh, that Some people call that the sequel to 
the Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, actually, because they got a lot of the original cast to do voice work for the game. Oh, yeah. Well, if you'd like to listen to us or connect with us, I guess you're listening to us now. It's a stupid way to go into the segue. <laughs> but anyways, you can check us out at uh, our website at www.genesisgymspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash genesisgyms. Uh, send us an email at genesisgymspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at GenGems. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and we are a part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. It was beautiful. I know. It just gets better and better with, uh, with the time, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, it's down to a science, man. I know, You've said I this know. before. <laughs> yeah, it's like 44 times. No. <laughs> Not that many times. I don't know when we started doing that big uh, list of things, but interesting. Anyways, speaking of iTunes, I did want to highlight this a little bit. We did have two new iTunes reviews. I did a little uh, begging out there, and I got a few, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, first one comes from Michael H. And, uh, Michael says, a great show. All the hosts definitely snailed it when it comes to reviewing Genesis games. Everyone might not be a gem, but the show sure is. So Thanks, Michael. I like how you did the uh, snailed it. It's nice that we kind of coined our own terms here. <laughs> and that uh, Peter Panda 30, which I believe is Peter Guzman. I think he... Uh, uh, on our page, he said, I thought I gave you all a review, but I went ahead and did it again. So he said, I grew up with the Genesis, and this podcast brings back my childhood memories. Highly recommend it. So thank you all so much. And uh, <laughs> I had a few other listener business things here. Uh, Freddie Velasco sent a great dad joke that I'm going to tell right now. Ooh. I should have probably should have probably segue into this a little bit better like I usually do, you know, my bad segues. But uh, <laughs> he's, he said, why did the Scarecrow win an award? I don't know. Because he was outstanding in his field. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so good! I've used that like I've, I've used that like three times. I'll so, be using uh, that tomorrow. Yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, one more thing, we got an email from a uh, gentleman named Nathan, and I wanted to read this because I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, we have we don't get a lot of emails, uh, especially really well-written emails like this. I'm going to read this real quick so you guys just be patient with me. Uh, Nathan says, Hey guys, just found your podcast. It's a lot of fun. I owned the Genesis and played a lot of these games when they came out. I've listened to a random smattering of episodes and I had some comments on what I've heard so far. I owned Target Earth back in the day. I wouldn't call it a gem per se, but it was a good game. Unlike you, I've always liked the idea of controlling giant mechs. Apparently, I guess I said I didn't like controlling giant mechs. So, <laughs> um, so I actually purchased this in Cybernator without knowing that they were part of the same series. I had heard about Target's Earth difficulty before I bought the game, so when I bought it, I immediately took advantage of an invincibility cheat code. I think I used that code every time I ever played the game. Speaking of giant robot games, since I know you love them so much, you guys should really look at, at Ranger X. I'm sure people have told you that before, but it's a really good game and it has some of the best graphics on the Genesis. It Just is. take. <laughs> Just take note that the game is best played with a six-button controller. Quite a while ago, you did a review on Kid Chameleon. I really like that game. I would call it a gem. I beat the game as well. The only thing I wish they would have done differently is had some sort of numbering system for the levels. We already established that there are a ton of levels, but the frustrating thing is that the teleports can sometimes take you forward and sometimes take you back. As a result, I don't think anybody has any idea how many levels there are in that game. That makes it difficult because you really have no idea how close you are to the end. And lastly, you talk about Yuzo Kashir in the Beyond Oasis episode. I hope people have straightened you out on that guy. He's amazing, and yes, Ancient did program the Streets of Rage games. The company was started by his mom and also employed by his sister. Employed his sister. He had already been composing game soundtracks for years at that point. He actually did a lot of music on the original Wise. Is that Wise or YS? I don't really know how to say that. You know what I'm talking about? The... Oh, there's like 18 billion pronunciations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Ease, who knows? Oh, Ease, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were talking about Ease. the Ease series. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, he says, anyways, like the show, keep it up. Nathan from Portland, Oregon. So, hey, Nathan, thanks so much for that. I actually emailed him and asked him if it was okay if we read this email online. I really like that. Yeah, he kind of did some uh, big throwbacks to Target Earth and Beyond Oasis oh, and yeah. Kid Chameleon. So, that was good stuff. So, thanks, Nathan. And uh, anyone else that wants uh, to have a little bit more of an email, uh, if you just catching our show or want to go back to an old episode and talk about it, send us an email. I really, really enjoyed that. So, uh, yeah, I think that's all the listener business I got. So, with that, we'll go right on the Sega Snippets. Test one, two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. So, have you guys been up to anything, Sega, lately? Other than Ghostbusters? Other than Ghostbusters... You know, I I did get to see that Sonic Mania trailer. Ooh, yeah. That'd be super hyped up. You guys yeah. check that out? Oh, it looks great. It looks oh, yeah. absolutely yeah. amazing. Absolutely. I think so, so too. listeners, if, if you've been under a rock or you haven't seen the video, uh, <laughs> so Sega put out an announcement video. Uh, they, they announced two things, I think. One is kind of like, uh, it's almost like a Sonic Generations 2, basically. Uh, that, that'll be coming out. And then the other thing is this, Sonic Mania, uh, which is kind of a Sonic old-school redux. Uh, so you get levels from Sonic 1, 2, and 3 um, it, with some added flair. Uh, in From what I understand, uh, the graphics are kind of supposed to be like, what if Sega had done a proper 2D Sonic game on the Sega Saturn? So that's kind of what the spec range is, uh, but the visuals look awesome. Uh, the sound is perfect. Uh, I I can't wait. Uh, it's handled by uh, some of the same team that's handling it. Also handled the Sonic CD re-release, which was phenomenal. Uh, so even just looking at the previews of this game, I have to say it already looks better than Sonic 4. Uh, sorry, Sonic 4 fans. But <laughs> I think this is what Sonic 4 should have been. I, I definitely agree. I, I heard some griping about how Sonic looked when he was kind of rolled up in a ball and how he just kind of shined instead of looking like it was spinning, some stupid things like that. But I, I for the most part, definitely agree. I think it looks great. And, and the, oh, the only other uh, Sega thing I can say is that um, if you guys do emulation, um, I know that's a bad word for some people, but... Uh, Check out RetroArch sometime. It's great to do net play on, especially for some of these games where it's really hard to get together. Like for us, you know, we live in different parts of the country. Uh, well, I, I do at least. Uh, <laughs> you guys are fairly close to each other. Um, but it's nice to, to have a way to play multiplayer with someone, uh, especially for a game that's not necessarily designed for it. Uh, so I got to play Double Dragon uh, on the Master System, which is a, a pretty decent uh, Double Dragon port. It's actually better than the NES game uh, because it's got simultaneous two-player, and uh, it's it's fun. And it's it was fun uh, getting to play it uh, multiplayer with my buddy uh, Daniel Tolan, who uh, he sends in questions to the show and, and, and whatnot, so... Uh, and he's also the newest uh, co-host of Retro Obscura, so stay hey. tuned for that. Yeah, and apparently I gave I gave him an aneurysm by not playing my new uh, 
HD converter in 4.3. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, tell us about that. Yeah, so I, I got this new uh, HD converter uh, that converts a SCART signal to HDMI. <laughs> and uh, maybe I, I'm loving it. Um, I know some of the, the setbacks on this uh, were... Well, let me start over. You know, most people know when you try to hook up a retro video game console to any type of high-dev TV or something plasma that you're... It just gets all pixelated and nasty. It's it's trying to convert a high def signal, and it's it's doing what it's supposed to do. But where these games were programmed for uh, scan lines and such, it's just not it's not computing. So I got this thing that converts a SCART signal to the HDMI and looks great. Um, the complaints most people have, which I didn't really get, uh, the the lag. I think there could be a little lag. I'm not gonna lie, but I have yet to. I beat all the games I beat when I was a kid, no problem. So if there is a lag, it's very it's just not noticeable to me, so I haven't had any problem with that. There is a little bit of a fuzzy line at the very bottom of my screen. I think that may be my splitter to my, because uh, I have a real generic splitter that goes into this little TV I'm using, so I haven't really played it on any other TV yet, but I'm loving it. Um, the the SCAR cable itself, from the Genesis to the uh, input, costs like maybe $13, and then the uh, converter costs like 30 So it wasn't too bad. I'll uh, put the Amazon links on the show notes if anyone else wants to try that. I kind of want to try some of the other systems. I know they make them for the NES and Super Nintendo, things like that. Uh, something I, I want to try, but I've been having a blast with it. I mean, I, the first game I popped in was uh, uh, Ninja Turtles. Hyperstone uh, Heist. I mean, it looks so good. Uh, my youngest son loves playing that game with me. We'll play two-player on that. But uh, yeah, all the, all the words are real, real bright and real clear. Now, they do say that if you have a, a chance to use component cables instead of the HDMI, they say that looks better. Um, I really don't know because I don't, haven't used it. But they, uh, but it was a little bit more expensive from Amazon. So Plus, the little TV I'm playing on only had HDMI outputs. But, uh, but yeah, I definitely recommend this if you don't have space for a CRT TV. My, uh, my current living situation, we downgraded uh, you know, space, and I couldn't fit. I had this giant Sony uh, you know, CRT TV I was using, and there's just no room for it. So this is a perfect alternative for me. But, yeah, definitely loving it. Um, and there's even like a, uh, a headphone jack in the... Uh, uh, the uh, HDMI box you can plug into if you want to get some real good sound out of that. But uh, yeah, I definitely recommend that. Um, I know Landon, you were talking about even maybe checking. Yeah, out. So. yeah, you kind of got me interested in one now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know about the Frame Meister. Is this a cheaper alternative? Yeah, it's this one's made in China, I believe. But um, but, and I haven't had it happen yet. But I read some reviews where people were actually taking the cover off of it because it was getting really hot, kind of <laughs> maybe melting some of the electronics. But uh, I haven't had that problem yet. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. Well, I have been up to absolutely nothing, uh, Sega, <laughs> e- except for except for one thing. I did, in the spirit of the Summer Olympic Games, I did fire up. I think I got this at the Retro Gamer, as a matter of fact, for real cheap. I think it was like two bucks. It's the U.S. Gold Presents Winter Olympic Games for uh, the <laughs> Sega Genesis. So. I actually, it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I really like the slalom skiing, and um, what, do you, what do you call when it goes down... Is it just sledding, I guess? Uh, uh, well, there's the skeleton. There's... Skeleton, that's it. Yeah. That's the one we start all the way at the top, and you just fly down. And, uh, boy, I, that's probably my favorite one. And the music is surprisingly good in that game. So I've been playing a little bit of this. Kind of finally, I reorganized my Sega shelf the other day, and I was looking at my collection. I was like, man, there's a lot of these games I bought that I, don't, I haven't even played yet. Because I, I don't know if I've played that one, but I used to have the Winter Olympics one that was made by Ballistic. You know, it didn't have the official Genesis label. It kind of, it kind of looked like EA. Kind of, I don't know if you ever saw like the double dragon cartridge so, um, for the Genesis. Yeah, yeah, where it's got like the the square shape, so it's a little taller than a normal Genesis game. Um, but yeah, I used to have that Winter Olympics game too. And, uh, 
and it was it was pretty decent. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. This was. I mean, for two bucks, you know, it's definitely not <laughs> definitely not a disappointment. I, I really enjoyed it, and for the music alone, I was really impressed. It's kind of got a rocking theme, and there's no cat noises. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you start. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, um, just just that and the game we've been playing lately. It's uh, all I've been up to. What about you, uh, Hoser Landon? I've been up to a little bit of Genesis. I found a copy of Outrun the other day at the uh, at the oh, Retro yeah. Gamer and picked that up and been hooked on that lately. Been playing that in Earthworm Jim. Oh, ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I'm so horrible at that game. <laughs> it's all right though because it's. A I love it though. Blast, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun, but yeah, other than those two, um, you know, Outrun. That's that to me is the the car driving game that I grew up with. I I didn't really ever play Rad Racer. I play I played Outrun like at the arcade all the time and it was the stand up you yeah. know where you had the gear shift I loved like just shifting the gears as a kid I thought that was so cool Oh yeah You but, ever play the environmental version where you sit down No I've seen it but I've never got to play it Oh it's awesome I I love those Sega arcade games with the hydraulics mm-hmm. um, especially like uh Super Hang On and um I I don't remember if Outrun was one of them but I know um that one and like the uh, Super Thunderblade where you could actually feel the machine as it would uh, shake and kind of gyrate. It's cool. Was Afterburner one of those? Uh, yeah, Afterburner was definitely oh, yeah. one of those. Afterburner was awesome that way. Oh, I loved Afterburner, too. I'd love to have a copy of that. <laughs> but, yeah, that's uh, that's really all I've been up to, just uh, trying to find the easiest course to from the start to the finish on OutRun and getting killed by the first boss on Earthworm Jim. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's the one that's peeking fish at you, right? Uh, it's the guy, the tire guy. Like, he's made oh, kind of yeah, tires yeah. and junk, and he kind of, like, right, wiggles right. around when you're fighting him. Oh, right. Well, I did want to bring up one thing. Um, as you know, the Requiem was on this podcast on our last episode, and he was trying to uh, get some interest going for that Mega Visions magazine, uh, the online Sega magazine, and they did meet their goal. I believe they ended at $15,907, is what oh, I wrote down. Awesome. So, wow. great. Nice. Great news. You guys can actually go out. Um, I believe it's definitely on the iTunes store. Uh, I'm not sure about Android, but go check it out. There is a Mega Visions app that will be kind of the hub for this. And um, there's like an episode zero kind of giving you an idea what it looks like, how it's going to be laid out. So go check that out if you don't uh, haven't already funded this. I'm sure you're new about that already. But uh, real cool stuff. Real happy that uh, that's, that's out there. And you never know. We could be maybe doing some cross-promotion later. I don't know. I've asked the question. Uh, they could shoot me down. We'll see. <laughs> but that'd be kind of neat to have some Genesis Gems ads in there one day. You never know. Ooh, what about that? But, hey. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, uh, yeah, go check that out. Just type in Mega Visions in Google, and uh, it's showing up everywhere. Real cool stuff. I'm, I'm really enjoying uh, what I've seen. Sega Nerds is the website that kind of spawned this, and Sega Nerds is a great website for Sega News. They, they seem to break, like, everything. As soon as I heard about, like... Uh, Sonic Mania that uh, Aaron was talking about. It was all over that website. So they're just some real good guys over there. Go to check them out, support them, and uh, we'll keep you all updated on that as well on this show. So, But my only question is, will Hulkula be playing Sonic Mania? Well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> I'm going to run around those rings, dude, and then I'm going to beat that Dr. Robotnik up, brother. <laughs> And listeners, there's never any prep to that. That's what's the beauty about Hocula. It just happens. It's off the cuff. In it's the random. moment. In the moment. Yep. Came right, a, right out of Castle Hocula and cut a promo. That's right, and then he went right back into it. 
You ever do that at work, Landon? Just randomly, someone asks you a question. You're like, let me tell you something, brother. The bathroom's down the hall to the left. <laughs> Dude. I've actually done that, and somebody looked at me, and I said, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> I, I said, oh, yeah. I said, snailed it one day at work, and I was like, oh, I, I meant nailed it. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to get that. <laughs> I got. I got to admit something. This was funny, listeners. If you uh, didn't recognize this, our last show we didn't do Ask Aaron in the order that we usually do it. So we actually recorded it after the show, and then by the power of editing, I went and put it back in where it should be. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I, I added this this one little point, Aaron. Uh, I hope you don't care. I think you said something like, "As you already heard us talk about," and I deleted that part. That oh. way, they... <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna, eventually he's just going to delete everything I say. <laughs> And then you're not, it's like, they're going to be like, and what do you think, Aaron? And it's just going to be silence. Crickets. <laughs> I just thought that was cool. You, you listeners just got a little sneak peek in the editing world. But anyways, with that, let's go right into Ask Aaron. Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions, it's okay. And he will answer them if he wants Aaron, you got this stuff pulled up, man? Yes, sir. I've got oh. it pulled up right here. I don't know and, why. I'm um, You're always this ready. time, Nick picked a very goofy picture of my face. <laughs> oh, I can see this. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, it's, it's a picture I took with my buddy Dan uh, Basilia uh, over in Austin. And he, he's actually in the group. So it's awesome. awesome. <laughs> um, and, and so let's see. We'll go right down the line here. Uh, first question from Freddie Velasquez. What was the deal between Tecmo and Sega on the Ninja Gaiden license? And the deal was Tecmo licensed the Ninja Gaiden property to Sega to basically do with the property what they wanted. Uh, So the games they made didn't have to be an exact port. They didn't have to be, you know, clones of the NES games. So that's why you had, like, three different Ninja Gaiden games published uh, or developed by Sega, depending on which game. Like, uh, the the Game Gear one um, was one company that Sega lo- sub-licensed. And then the Master System version was uh, Sims in 1992. Uh, and then the unreleased Genesis version um, never came out, unfortunately. But it was going to be kind of like the arcade game. That was like the beat-em-up, right? Yeah, it was a beat em up, yeah, but the problem a... was you'd play it and your character would kind of run diagonally downward. Yeah. And it would be kind of frustrating. I, I think I played a ROM for that one time. Yeah, it's it's an interesting game, uh, if you if you play it. It's it's not the greatest because it's it's obviously unfinished. Uh, and I, I almost wonder if uh they got to a point where they're like, uh I don't know if we're gonna be able to finish <laughs> this one. And to you know, and the thing is, like, you get to the title screen and it says "reprogrammed by Sega," which makes makes you think that it's kind of going to be like a port of the arcade game, but it's totally not. It's an original thing. Um, it, as far as the Sega Ninja Gaiden games go, though, uh, stick with the uh, Master System version, which is actually a pretty great game. Um, weird thing about that game, though, I don't know if you guys know uh, the whole Ninja Gaiden thing. Um, over in Europe, most of the time that those games ended up with uh, the title, I think, Shadow Warriors, something like that, um, because of censorship issues. But for some reason, Sega's like, oh, we don't care. And by the time <laughs> they released uh, Ninja Gaiden uh, in 1992, I don't know if that stuff relaxed or what, but it was released 
uh, only in Europe and Japan as Ninja Gaiden on Master System. Uh, so pretty crazy. It's it's crazy to think how long the Master System actually lasted in other territories besides the U.S. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on here. Uh, Anthony Pig asks, what's the best RPG on the Genesis? And this is completely subjective. I'd have to say probably Fantasy Star 4 in terms of technical achievement. That's probably my top pick. Uh, but right up there is Shadowrun. And even uh, one I keep mentioning over and over again is Starflight. Uh, three totally different styles of RPG, but uh, three excellent RPGs on the Genesis nonetheless. I don't know that you're going to find... The caliber of Squaresoft on the Genesis, <laughs> quite the same way, but uh, I think Fantasy Star 4 is just an excellent game all around. Um, and if we extend it to the Sega CD, well, you've got the Lunar games, which are just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll go ahead and move on to Nick DeMarco, who asks, what's the proper translation of what most of the coaches are saying in Mutant League football? Uh, <laughs> I... I <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, but honestly, I couldn't tell you. I, I did go look um, over on GameFAQs. Someone, some guy in Brazil has taken the time to write <laughs> down all of the dialogue in that game. So uh, I will defer you to that guy, Mr. <laughs> Nick. Uh, in the second part of that question, he snuck one in there on me. Uh, <laughs> why hasn't anyone hacked Shaq Fu and made Gold Bond <laughs> put powder spray one of his attacks? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think you should be the one to do that, Nick, because that would be a great idea. So I'm going <laughs> to leave that to Nick. Uh, Eric asks, how do you, this is Eric Purcell, uh, good buddy, uh, how do you keep such an attractive head of hair? <laughs> I, I know the ladies must be blazing. Yeah, it's like, I know the ladies must be blazing a path to your front door. Do you take grooming tips from Sonic or Tails? Thank you in advance for your answers. <laughs> well, thank you, Eric. Um, <laughs> That you Eric's know, crazy. He's a good old boy. <laughs> he, he is. I I think I just I I just use one of those combination shampoo conditioners just like every other guy out there. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah. Pert plus. You know, unless like you you, you uh, get away with it and you you, you know you have some uh, extra shampoo and conditioner. I just like to have it all in one bottle. Because we're guys. <laughs> yeah. Unless we have like if you have really long hair, I understand. You know, you need some extra conditioner. Uh, but no, it's 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 nothing nothing special. Uh, I'm over here <laughs> blushing. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I'm just like, really, my hair my hair is nothing special. Come on, it's beautiful. Uh, so Daniel Tolley asks, uh, buddy Dan, uh, what are your thoughts on the disparity of the different Rocket Knight games, specifically the incredible difference between the Genesis and Super Nintendo versions of Sparkster? Why do you think every game is so drastically different? Uh, you know, this is a good question. So, these this is the Konami series. Uh, there have been... Between the, the Genesis and Super Nintendo, you've got Rocket Knight Adventures, okay, which was the original Genesis release. And then, independently created within Konami, from a different director and team, I believe, you had the SNES game, uh, which was Sparkster. I think different gameplay mechanics. So, I, I almost want to say... They probably started from a different design document, or you had, uh, you know, a basic outline of what they wanted this possum creature to be and do and what he looked like, uh, and then they were kind of free to fill in the blanks. And so that's what I think happened. And maybe they developed it around the same time. 
Uh, and then the Genesis sequel, I think, I think it took some of the ideas from the Super Nintendo game, uh, the Sparkster game on Genesis. Uh, but again, that's an, a different uh, creative director at Konami. So Konami had a lot of people working on different games. And so all I can surmise is that uh, the first game is probably the best because the guy working on it and directing it was also the same guy who directed uh, some of the Contra games. And so he really had a handle on how to keep the game moving fast and uh, you know, just engaging all the way through, I guess you'd say. Um, and knew how to get the most out of the Genesis. So, Ken uh, Kuzmal asks, if you were a Battletoad, which one would you be and why? <laughs> uh, it's, so, I, I guess I would go with uh, Pimple. Um, and I would go with Pimple because he seems to be the least represented. Because uh, I, I don't think you get to play as him in the first Battletoads game. He's one of the characters like he plays him in the arcade game uh, in a little later, but he's the one you have to rescue, yeah. and I think he's pretty cool. You know, I, I don't know. I just like the color yellow. <laughs> uh, and so the second part of his question was, also, would you eat a roasted chicken out of an oil drum? Yes, as long as um, I had something to wash it down with. <laughs> So, let's see. Eric says, who wouldn't eat a roasted chicken out of an oil drum? What kind of question is that? <laughs> okay, so Bradley Smith asks, what's up with the tennis game that had the extra controller ports on it? Uh, Jennifer Capriati, uh, I, I believe that's a tennis game uh, that had her name attached to it. You know, I'm not sure about this question because I don't think I've ever played this tennis game. I know about micro machines over in Europe having a actual controller port on the cartridge that would let you hook up extra controllers. I don't know about this game, though. Uh, when I looked at information on it, it looked like it was just a standard two-player game, so I'm not sure. And we're about to wrap up here, but uh, Benjamin Murphy asks, if Activision is widely regarded as the best third-party publisher for the Atari 2600, which publisher would you say is the Activision for the Sega Genesis? In terms such a of, such a cool question. I like it. It is a cool question in terms of overall best third party library. And you know, this is kind of a hard question because on the NES you had obvious heavy hitters like uh, Konami and Capcom. On the SNES, same deal, Konami and Capcom. On the Genesis, uh, Konami was sort of there. Uh, you know, especially later on in the lifespan, Capcom was barely an afterthought. Most of the time, Sega would reprogram their games. Uh, in, in this case, I really have to side... I have to go with EA. And it felt like... You know, EA had made games before the Sega Genesis, but it's kind of like that's when they put their most effort into putting out games. Now, were all the games uh, really good? No. <laughs> Some were pretty poor quality. But... I think there was a consistent quality level. There was a there was enough good games that I'd have to say it was EA. And you can also tell by the fact that we've covered I think four or five <laughs> EA games on this all show alone. <laughs> yeah. We have, haven't we covered all the EA games yet? No. No, there's still a few <laughs> more left. Uh but you know, you've got the the Strike series, you've got Starflight, you've got, you know, even ports of like Populous, uh Powermonger, uh Mutant League. Newton League, uh, of course, the NBA Live series, Madden, uh, their sports series, really right. strong. And part of why a lot of people say 
the, the games on uh, Genesis seem to move faster. Uh, and maybe it's because they're, they're comparing ports of different EA titles between the two systems. But yeah, I'd, I'd have to go with EA. Uh, Daniel Tolan says, well, that's interesting. Uh, and he said, he'd probably say EA, but uh, he said he might go with Flying Edge or Renovation. Um, I, yeah, I, I can see, I don't know about Flying Edge, but I know Renovation put out a lot of uh, quality stuff under the Whoop Team label. Um, Benjamin Murphy says, if you want to further complicate things, I believe Flying Edge was a spinoff from Acclaim, which uh, they were. Uh, so Blake Worrell asks, uh, if the Mega Drive is also called the Genesis, do you think it's fair to refer to the 32X as the Exodus? Seems fair to me. <laughs> and, cool. uh, you know, I, I, as someone um, who actually went to some sort of Bible school, it's kind of funny to me, uh, <laughs> Exodus <laughs> Uh, and so Daniel says, well, what was the Dreamcast then? Revelations? No, Daniel. <laughs> if we're going with the uh, Old Testament, it would go Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. So that would mean uh, 32X, I don't know if that would be the Exodus because you have to say get a CD in there. So it, it would be somewhere in there anyway. And Shinmu yeah. 3 is like the uh, like Armageddon when everything's promised <laughs> to come back. Yeah, it's in the I'm, coming back. I'm, 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 I'm coming back for my bride. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're all right. Okay. Well, that about wraps it up for my uh, notoriously long segment. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. All right. You snout it, buddy. I like it. All right. Well, uh, hey, Rob, game on. Game on. Landon, game on, buddy. Game on. Aaron, game on. Game on. Game on. Yeah, game on. So Ghostbusters for Sega Genesis. How we like that. I didn't have any memories of this game because honestly I stayed away from it. We talked about that a little bit because I was so jaded by the Ghostbusters on Nintendo because <laughs> it was so bad. Um, and it, even when I turned the box around, like when I was a kid reading it, I'm like, oh, it kind of looks like Wayne's World. And I wasn't really big on Wayne's World, you know, with the big, head, <laughs> big heads. Now, I love Wayne's World, the movie, but the video game's like, eh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was okay, but... um. I really missed out on this, but I'll, I'll let you all talk about memories since you probably have some, or maybe not. Well, I no, honestly, like I have memories of Ghostbusters the movie, uh, and, and then of course Ghostbusters two, uh, which if you look at the cover art for this game is directly taken from the the promotional poster for the movie, but um, I. I honestly don't have any memories of this game, which is really surprising. And it has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, the NES games, uh, at least the ones released in the U.S., were, were pretty terrible. Uh, I, I don't know what the blind spot was, because it wasn't like growing up we didn't have licensed Genesis games. We had stuff like Toxic Crusaders and Dick Tracy, uh, <laughs> which were, you know, early Genesis titles uh, with a license. And generally, um, you know, Sega games, if Sega uh, published the game themselves, they were going to be a higher quality than the stuff that was being pumped out on NES, uh, etc. So, I don't know why why we never picked this one up, or maybe my brothers remember it. I, I don't. Uh, but it's kind of interesting coming back to the Genesis and having played all these other games... And kind of like Nick is saying, like you just kind of stayed away from this one because you weren't sure what to think. Yeah. And I, I didn't really talk to anyone. Um, I didn't know anyone offhand that I grew up with that had played this game either. 
it wasn't until I recorded the last episode of Retro Obscure, I was like, hey, yeah, we're, we're also doing a Genesis, you know, on the Genesis Gems, we're doing a Ghostbusters episode. Uh, and Adam was like, oh, man, yeah, he had good memories of the, the Ghostbusters game. So I was just like, wow, I guess it, it just kind of depends, uh, you know, if you rented or bought the game as a kid. Some games are just like everyone's played it, like Sonic 2 or something. Uh, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this game. Yeah, um, this this one is a very very special game for me because uh, I got my Sega, which was the second system I ever owned uh, as a kid in 1992. It was it was uh, my my folks had just recently, unfortunately, uh, had gotten a divorce, and my dad had moved out. Um, but then during Christmas, um, he came just to watch us open our presents. And I got my Sega Genesis that year, and I got three games. It was uh, Sonic 2, uh, Roger Clemens MVP Baseball, and it was Ghostbusters. And those were the three games I had for a long time, um, and just those games. Whereas the Nintendo, I had like three or four games. The Sega, I had three or four games. And then eventually, in like the late 90s, I started kind of adding on to the collection. But yeah, I played this game religiously. It was probably... Aside from Sonic 2, probably the game I played the most for the Sega Genesis. So I was so excited when I found out we were going to be covering that, uh, this game. And the cool thing is, I, I don't know how I had lost it over the years, but during one of the moves, I don't know if I, when I moved down south, I, I would have never sold it or traded it in, but somehow it just went missing. And Landon um, was, he was the one who kind of surprised me with a copy of it one day. And I, I think, didn't you get it at the Retro Gamer? They had it had it at the retro gamer. Yeah, I saw that and I'm like, I remember Rob saying he had Ghostbusters, but I don't think he has it. So I remember I called or texted you. I'm like, hey, do you still have that Ghostbusters? You're like, nah, I can't find it. And I'm like, all right, well, just don't worry about it. I think I have you a copy. <laughs> oh, that, and, and see that that made it special. You know, it's like nothing can replace you know some of those original carts. Is like you have certain stories about them, and you don't want to actually get rid of that particular cart. Uh, but you know, when something like that happens in its place, it's just as special. So that that was pretty cool and uh, I had actually beaten this game as a kid and I tried to do it again now in preparation preparation for the show can't do it (laughs) it was too hard but I got close I got to the castle but you know it's just very very sentimental game I kind of I kind of took the the Nick route on it I stayed away from it when I would see it in the stores just because of the the backlash from the NES Ghostbusters um you know, I'd rented the NES Ghostbusters several times, and I tried to like it as a kid, and I just never could get into it. And, you know, I would see this in the stores, and I'm like, yeah, it looks good, but I don't know. It's probably going to be just, you know, the, the NES version of the game with updated graphics. And eventually, when I was about 16 or 17, um, I saw a copy of it, and I'm like, well, you know, it, it can't be that bad. I'll give it a try. And I was totally blown away at how different of a game it was compared to the NES uh, original Ghostbusters game and I felt really bad because I'm like you know this there was this cool game that I could have been playing all this time and I just you know kind of based my judgment on you know a previous version of the game that's no way related and yeah I kind of feel like I missed out on a lot of this but you know, I'm glad that I that I got back into it and that I actually, you know, picked it up and gave it a shot because man, it's it's a it's a great one. I really enjoy this game. This is one of those games when, you know, I kind of want to play something and I don't know what I want to play. I can pop this in and be satisfied. Awesome. Yeah, so like honestly, I think 
I think I may have started this up a few years ago on an emulator and didn't really get far, too far into it. But really, I, I bought this card on uh, Amazon. I had some Amazon credit from work. And uh, this is honestly probably about three or four weeks ago, the first time I've really dug into this game. So it's kind of a new experience for me. I haven't had very many of those with the uh, with the podcast so far. So this was kind of a kind of an exciting thing for me. I, I really enjoyed it. But uh, anyways, this game was published and developed, uh, published by Sega of America and developed by Compile. Um, some of the notable games from Compile, they did Musha, actually, and uh, some of the Poyo Poyo stuff. And this game was released in 1990. And the composer, I'm going to slaughter this, was... Kazuki Negai, and um, some of the notable things that that person did, because I'm not going to uh, pronounce it again. <laughs> uh, they worked on sound for Altered Beast, uh, some of the sound effects for Fantasy Stars 2, sound programming for Space Harrier 2, uh, Alien Syndrome music, uh, on and on and on. So, very cool soundtrack. I will get into that later, but there's some tunes on here I really liked. Um, so, that that's really cool. And the uh, the pro- I didn't actually write down the pricing, shame on me. But <laughs> I uh, I think I ended up spending almost $30 just to get this cart. So it's definitely not a cheap one. Um, it's not something I see in the wild very often at all. Um, so it's it's uh, if you get your hands on it, keep it. Uh, if you find it for a good price, you definitely want to hang on to it. I, I have the loose cart. I don't have it complete or anything. So definitely not a cheap one, but um, we'll get into whether or not it's worth it later. So uh, And uh, the cool thing about this is kind of got an original story. Um so I'm a huge Ghostbusters movie fan. I actually went out and rebought the Blu-rays uh, just just so I could get in the Ghostbusters movie, believe it or not. And I, I meant to go watch the new movie. hadn't hadn't had a chance to do that. I'm hearing mixed reviews. Some of my real good friends really like it, and some people really hate it. I haven't really heard a in between yet. So, have you guys seen the new movie yet? I no, have not, I but uh, Adam did, uh, and he he did uh, he actually enjoyed it. And he's a huge Ghostbusters fan. Okay. Um, so, you know, I I'm still on the fence. I'll just have to go see it and see what I think about it. But uh, I same same with you guys, uh, or same with you, where I just I don't know what to think at this point. I've just heard everyone come down on one side or the other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just so, gonna have to form my own opinion. I, I, I think nowadays it, it, there's just a lot of people you can't please. I mean, like like I love the new Force Awakens movie, and there's people out there just slamming it. I'm like, uh, come on, guys, it's more Star Wars, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just figured people would feel the same way about Ghostbusters. More Ghostbusters, but I guess when you there's a bit of a deviation from some of the you know, main characters, of course. But, yeah, you know, when when your uh, some of the characters from the original make weird cameos. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, but uh. As far as the story goes for this, it's it's kind of interesting. You, you have a uh, the game's kind of set up almost like a like a Mega Man type thing uh, where you can pick your different areas. Uh, but the thing is, you really don't want to go to like the the higher priced areas in the beginning because you kind of get uh, the the prices depend on the re- reward. So they kind of get harder as they go. But uh, you're collecting these stone tablets and you're trying to piece them together to, to kind of solve a mystery. So it's kind of got a neat little uh, storyline to it. I, I read some things and I don't know if you all. I read this. That it was kind of like in between Ghostbusters One and Ghostbusters Two. I don't know the Stay Puff guy's still in here, so I, I really don't understand some of that. But did you guys um, kind of get anything clear on the story, or did you look into that? Well, I do know that an earthquake has apparently opened some kind of seal, and that has sparked all these ghosts into taking over the city. And that's about all I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, I, and I know uh, there was a guy named Arthur that yes, I think yes. one of the one of the pieces. <laughs> For, I guess to unlock the portal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing and, uh, that. I I made a mistake earlier. I for some reason I remembered the box art wrong. It's literally just the the ghost from Ghostbusters. 
Uh, I was thinking of the the box art from the NES games, uh, Ghostbusters 2 and New Go- Ghostbusters 2, who actually, I mean, those games actually used the Ghostbusters 2 uh, promo uh, picture. Hmm. But yeah, this yeah. is completely original. It, it really doesn't have anything to do with the movies uh, or the, the comics that I know of. It's kind of an original story, uh, unless you guys can correct me. No, 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 I think you're right. No, supposedly. It's weird uh, they, they didn't include uh, Winston for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, apparently part of the story, I looked on the, the Ghostbusters wiki about this, it said that it doesn't really fall anywhere into the Ghostbusters canon, but that the reason Winston's not in the story is because their business had fallen off and they had to let him go. <laughs> that, that's a good explanation. So he kind of <laughs> got fired, that's why they didn't program him into the game. He's off getting his PhD. Yep, yep. Right. <laughs> I just feel like he was up to par with the rest of the guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, speaking of the characters, I, I really like the fact that uh, you could pick, you know, from uh, the three characters, and they all had like different stats. Like you had, uh, I believe, Egon. He was fast and uh, had like low health. And um, Ray is the guys who who always got. He was slow and had a ton of health. But the the other one was just normal, right? He was just kind of medium and medium. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. But uh, who did you guys get? I, I'm, I was always Ray. I tried playing it through with Egon. I just found myself dying a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely Ray. I, I don't know why. I, that's the one I always picked as a kid, and I, that's what I did this week. I didn't think there was enough difference in between the speed of the guys, so I was like, yeah, I want the guy that can take the most damage. Right. <laughs> I always played as Vankman because he was the he was the balanced guy. He was the normal, normal guy. Yeah. I always played as him. And, and yeah, it really looks like Bill Murray, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I really <laughs> like that. Especially like when you when you beat the uh, beaten area and he smiles. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. I was telling my wife we were watching Ghostbusters, and I said it doesn't matter whether Bill Murray was in a movie in the six, you know, the seventies or the eighties. He always looked like a middle-aged man. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> always oh. looked a little older. Well, and like Steve Martin too, the same way. Where yeah, like, yeah. Well, for him, it's because of his hair. And it's funny because I think he still looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, so I, I tried to play with a few, you know, the other characters, but I just I always kept coming back to Ray. I don't know why. And I, I kind of liked him in the movies, too. He was kind of my, I don't know, I just kind of thought he was a, like, especially in the, in the opening of the first movie when he, you know, they're trying to figure out how in the world they're going to take care of that librarian ghost. And he just kind of. <laughs> Get her. Yeah, <laughs> but they all got these like big plans, and he's like, <laughs> that, but I, I got to watch this with my my six year old. That was the only part of the whole movie that kind of scared him was when the ghost kind of got all creepy, like oh, a That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Other than that, he he loved the movie. Yeah, my my wife she gave me the bless uh, her blessing to see the they were re releasing the original movie just for one weekend uh, here in Knoxville, so I got to go see it, and it was so cool to hear it in surround sound and everything. And I, yeah. you know, it's funny. I sat next to a guy that was, uh, you know, he and I were really, really into. It. We're clapping at certain scenes and stuff. Everyone around us was completely silent the entire time. And I was like, man, jeez, what a bunch of stiffs. <laughs> but, but I, of course, I didn't say anything. But you know, they party animal. Yeah, apparently so. I was like, but look, you're you're getting to see this for the first time in what, thirty years? You know. Um, so I don't. I digress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was great to see in theaters, though awesome yeah i bought the blu-rays you know it's just I, i'm i'm still a physical copy guy i, I know oh, i could yeah. have probably bought them on amazon prime or whatever but it's like i want i want i want it in my hand especially <laughs> movies like that <laughs> but um yeah so i mean i would consider this a shoot 'em up game it, it definitely uh mm-hmm. 
fits in that 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 genre. I really really liked how there's a bit of freedom uh, involved in each level because you're kind of and it's almost Metroidvania-ish if that's even the a word off a word that's not really a word but <laughs> like there's certain areas of the bosses you can't get to till you beat the other bosses things like that yeah i mean oh, you're not yeah. really unlocking any abilities or anything but really cool I, I like how there's just a grid when you press start and kind of see where you're going um when you when you, you take care of all the ghosts it'll kind of have like a little red, red dot to where the uh, the main boss is but that was really cool and uh right I, and, I, and, I, and i like some of the stages where you, where you really need some of the items like uh like the apartment that's on fire, you need those, you know, kind of the whatever the heck those things are called, the goggles. Yeah. I just go and buy, I go buy like twenty of them. So the goggles, they do nothing. <laughs> they do not. <laughs> they do not. <laughs> oh. So I, I thought that was real cool how the stages are laid out. Um, and it definitely, I, I, I guess I've been playing this game over and over. I'm playing it right now actually, and I'm, and the platforming's fun. Mm. The shooting mechanics are fun. I, I, I kind of like how it limits you to where you can't run and uh, shoot up or diagonal. You can only run and shoot forward. So that's kind of cool. It kind of makes the Ghostbusters a little bit vulnerable, which yeah. I think, you know, they, they, you know, they are in a movie, so kind of... And then, like, when you get hit, like, the guys will, like, jump up in the air and have their mouth wide open and grab their butt, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so that, that's real cool. A lot, of, a lot of little humor things like that in the game, but uh, I love the way the stages were laid out, like I mentioned. Um, and what, what do you guys think? I, I don't want to hog this section. Oh, man. Well, you know, kind of going back to what you were saying about... Um how you have to defeat certain ghosts in order to unlock like the main boss of each stage oh that could be so frustrating sometimes because you'd get all the way up say to the top of one stage and you're like oh there's this door but I can't go through it and I don't know why and then so you'd have to go back down oh yeah there's a ghost over here but one thing that was really cool about it is uh, for every like minor ghost and including the big bosses once you kill them you actually trap the ghost with the, uh, you know your little um... oh why am I blanking on it ecto no not ecto blaster Jeez. Proton pack. Proton pack. Thank you. Sorry, it's so late. <laughs> uh, so You're forgiven. You, right. Thank you. Thank you. So, and you have to actually get them in the trap, and you get three chances with it. And if you actually do trap the ghost, you get a, a thousand extra points. And that kind of leads into another thing I really like about the game is that um, I really like that you can leave stages and actually stock up on inventory, like right in the middle yeah, of the stage. Yeah. Uh, and I, man, some of the weapons were really cool. Like I like the three. Um, three shooter. It kind of reminds me of the spray gun in yeah, Contra. Yeah. Oh man, that's a valuable commodity right there in the game. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and then the fire gun, the little flamethrower. That's that's a big one. It's kind of expensive, but you can even upgrade your. Um, you can get like this capacity tank for your energy, so you don't run out of it as fast. It kind of mm-hmm. uh, helps there. And the, you know, there's a lot of nice things that you can do in this game. It's not just you know guns blazing and that's it to, to the next level. And I also like the. The dialogue too between the, I guess, customers or the frightened people and the <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah. You know, I don't know. And and I really like one of my favorite things about the game is the enemies um, or the bosses. They look awesome. Like I remember, yeah. it it really took me back because the snowman, the evil snow guy, and I was at the apartment stage. I think where the world was yeah, all that, frozen. That- that was the yeah the ice stage yeah. with the awesome music. Oh like, yeah, the best, that's my favorite song on the stage for the music. Yeah. Yep, yep. Oh man, it just I remember him looking so creepy as a kid, and I watched it again or played it again this week. I was like, yep, still kind of creepy looking. But yet there's like some kind of hint of humor in it, which is exactly what the Ghostbusters movies were all about. You know, it was, there was some scary parts, but you know when you kill an enemy and then you jump for joy or wink at the camera or something like that, it kind of you still see those elements of humor in the game too, which is <laughs> yeah, which is great. It, 
that's great because my, my three well he's four years old now happy birthday buddy last week but oh, nice. <laughs> yeah he would watch me play this and it was so cute because every time i would you know capture the ghost and you'd see ray on the paper like holding a peace sign he'd look at me and hold his little peace sign up to like he, <laughs> he was having a blast watching me play this game <laughs> nice yeah and, and you mentioned humor i'm gonna go back to the movie real quick like y- you know the scene where um Oh, what's her face? Uh, Sigourney Weaver's getting like possessed, and she's floating in the air. Like, <laughs> I, I remember watching like The Exorcist and be like, oh, "Man, that's scary." But like Vinkman, Vinkman just makes it so hilarious because he's kind of looking underneath of her and kind of swiping the air. Like, is this, <laughs> she been held up by like, a string or something? So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I love that that movie. Like, if those scenes weren't in there with the funny things the Ghostbusters were doing, it'd have been like totally creepy. <laughs> I like too on the game where when you uh, lose a life, your little guy's like wrapped up in bandages and he kind of just lays <laughs> yeah, <for> yeah. it. <laughs> like mummified. <laughs> yeah. What did you What did you guys think of uh, the fact that you you buy uh, you buy stuff from Albert Einstein? Yeah, I <laughs> <Yeah>. like him. <laughs> That's true. I was like, did they? Did was he reincarnated? What happened? <laughs> I think they were just like, he's a placeholder for random scientists you buy stuff from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he kind of looked like uh, Doc from Back to the Future, too, a little bit. That's good. Uh, so, like, what's their primary weapon? Like, is that... I, I don't remember any parts in the movies, and maybe I'm wrong, where they're just shooting, like, little laser guns, like, just randomly. Yeah. I think it's, it's kind of cool that they're doing that, but I don't know. It's artistic license. Gotta be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's pretty sweet. Like uh, Rob was mentioning, all the different power ups. I definitely kind of especially the spread shot. Your favorite? Exactly. It was yeah. my favorite. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly. Man, I, it's bad you all know me that well. I was getting ready to say that. <laughs> but um, three way. Three way. Well, I, I remember the stage where you have to kind of um, save your fellow Ghostbusters are being possessed. Oh yeah. That that uh, fire shot, the kind of slow bullet, like that. I seem to do better with that because you you kind of have to hit the the ghost that's possessing him. And I had a hard time using the other ones because the guys mimic what you're using at the time so like if you go in there with the spray gun it's like oh gosh i can't dodge these things but when those are moving so slow you can kind of time it to where it's a little easier to, to take those guys out i thought those were some of the hardest bosses in the game um, when you have to save your fellow ghostbusters oh yeah yeah i was surprised how many uh, unique bosses were in this game i oh, was I just looking I at the manual i haven't beaten the game myself but i mean i just counting up here i, I see uh seven eight 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, including the... Oh, 14, including the Stay Puff Marshmallow. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of them are, I, like you said, just unique to the game. Like the snowman. I, I, all the bosses look great. Like the three witches. I hated those three. Oh, uh, yeah. That spray gun was really good for that one, too, because like, one of them <laughs> was actually the target. I, I always like the, uh, the headless cricket that had the, the little dog in his top hat or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> The little chihuahua that would come out with, like, the fork and knife. Yeah. Which, when when I first started playing this game, that was the first boss I encountered, and I didn't know what to do, so I was shooting the crap out of that guy's belly as he was, you know, walking back and forth. <laughs> I, di- I didn't realize you had to, and that's the thing with some of the bosses, you have to shoot them in a very specific spot, yeah. and you can, see, you can see them kind of shining and highlighting, and I didn't, you know, when I first playing this, I'm like, man, I cannot beat this thing, until I realized you gotta shoot that weird-looking dog coming out of there. Yeah, that that, that was kind of a stupid moment on my part. And I like how they actually change colors, you know, whereas the old NES games, you know, a lot of the enemies yeah. would blink. In this one, they kind of change complete color palette, you know, as they're getting weaker. I'm like, ooh, this is kind of cool. Yeah, it's like the Con- yeah. Konami thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and the snowman, he kind of turned like a sherbet color toward the end. And I was always like, mm, I want ice cream. Oh, yeah. For this time. <laughs> I like that um, there was one boss 
uh, maybe, no, I think more than one boss where you could kind of tell it did that sort of cool effect where the boss was made up of different sprites. And so it's kind of like the same thing that would happen in Gunstar Heroes where it would be like this really crazy movement because you had so many different sprites moving around the screen, but it's really one creature, I guess, if that makes any sense. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. It's a cool effect. Yeah. So what, what was your favorite stage, guys? Because, like, I know um, my you least... the one I didn't die on? <laughs> <laughs> stage one? Stage one, yeah. favorite. Oh, my least favorite was the uh, fire stage. I actually thought the fire stage was one of the... was actually just about harder than the castle was because yeah oh yeah. man some of those bosses i remember there's the fire dragon um there's the fire face i remember him you, you know a giant face comes yeah. through the wall i'm, yeah. I'm fighting that right now oh he's tough. <laughs> he's tough man <laughs> takes a lot of yeah. hits I, I agree and for two reasons uh same things you mentioned there's a lot of backtracking on that one uh, oh, you, you gotta keep using those goggles and the and Rob, you're going to kill me, but that's the only music in this whole game that has the dying cat sound. <laughs> and every now and then you hear... Yeah. It starts off stressful, though. It's like... Dun, 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 oh, dun, dun. You know, you're immediately like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's I, weird. I have... Yeah, there's kind of like tense-filled musical moments, and then like you get to the chorus, and it's kind of happy and cheery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah, when you beat a ghost, it's like... It's like all this like happy... Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's funny when I first started playing the game as a kid, I would always die there. But I stupid me, I never pieced together that you were supposed to wear the goggles until like a year later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was trying to beat the game, you know, just going by that little area of light that surrounds your character. Oh man! And I was like, how does anyone beat this? <laughs> yeah. Now the, now the first time I played it, I didn't realize to go buy more of those. So I only had a few in my inventory, and I played a lot of that stage like that. Yeah. After. They... They eventually go out. You got to buy more, which yeah. is kind of weird. that goggles would do that. I guess it's the battery life or something. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the ones from Jurassic Park. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> one one mechanic I got a little confused on was uh, and it wasn't that it was confusing. It was like when you're kind of sliding on the ground, like in uh, whatever position you're facing. If you're on the ground, kind of crawling. If you try to go the other position, you're still facing that way. Yeah, so. yeah. That that really it took a while to get. Now I feel like I'm a pro at it, but it took me a couple of days to really. Oh, because you can inch backwards. Yeah, yeah. But I, I kept turning around. Yeah. I, I kept wanting to turn around and shoot, and I kept getting hit that way. But I, it was, it was kind of, again. I, I kind of applaud them for making it a little bit more vulnerable than you know being like these Arnold Schwarzenegger type <laughs> Ghostbuster dudes. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you one gripe I had is the silverware man. The oh, knives. Yes. I hated the knives. Because <laughs> you can never quite track their pattern. You know, it's like, okay, if I jump over it, I swear it seems to follow you. The knives would always get me. And they take about four or five hits to, to knock them out. <laughs> That's silverware. Yeah, no kid. So the controls were pretty good. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. go into that. Um, your, uh, your, your jump buttons to C, your uh, primary fire buttons the B, uh, B button, and then like to throw your bombs is the A button, and uh, of course up, down, left, right, you're going to do exactly what you think they're going to do, so I thought it was very responsive, uh, even with my new HDMI box with the lag, uh, <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> It was pretty responsive, and I, of course I'm using a three-button controller, I use a three-button controller whenever I can, um, I just like the way that, that controller feels, but I thought it was laid out very well, um, start goes to your menu, menu's real easy to read, um, I like games like that, sometimes 
I, I hate having to open up a menu and be like, oh, great, now i got to study this, figure out what in the world I'm looking at. <laughs> very, very well laid out menu with inventory and things. So definitely like the controls. Um, I'm, I'm kind of glad it was C and B with the jump and the shoot. I, I kind of like that better than B and A mm-hmm. on a three-button controller. But that's just me. Kind of like the was, uh, was was A reserved for special powers? I can't remember right now. Yeah, like, like the uh, bombs you threw. Yeah. Did you guys use many of the bombs? Like I, I tended to use them uh, earlier than I should have instead of saving <laughs> them all for the bosses. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing. Oh, and uh, how'd you guys do with uh, your your money management? I, I think it's just funny. You're you're here trying to help you know these people with their apartment infestation. And uh, you're there just stealing all their treasure out of their treasure chest. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> to go spend on more equipment. I mean, yeah. I mean, I get it, but uh, how are they supposed to pay you if you're, you're just robbing them blind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I usually only bought like the two power ups, and then I just upgraded my energy tank over and over and over again. That's kind of my strategy with the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I did, too. I bought the spread shot and then just upgraded the, the energy tanks. Yeah, yeah, and lots of food. <laughs> yeah, lots of food and bombs. Lots of Peking duck for some reason. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Not in the that trash can, though. very oriental or Japanese. Make me want some Chinese food now, though. Yeah. <laughs> Hungry. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, the graphics in this game, um, I thought they were pretty good, especially for an earlier Genesis game. I thought the characters looked really nice. You know, playing with Ray, you can kind of see uh, some his hair's you know all black, and then there's like little gray pixels kind of showing like a slick back approach. And of course, we mentioned Vinkman looks just like Bill Murray, which is great. <laughs> and then Egon's got the glasses and the, and the hair that he kind of had in the film. And I, I thought the graphics were great. This this Stay Puff guy, man, that was when that hand would pop out of those windows on that. Well, it's third stage for me or fourth stage for me. Um, I thought those were cool with real good shading. Yeah, in the, in get the, me every in, time. Get you every time, <laughs> but uh, just real good shading in the pixel art and things. But I uh, really like the graphics in this game, and I, I thought the levels were well designed. Really, nothing. I mean, you could kind of say they were used in a sense with just how they were laid out. But I thought there was enough graphical, uh, you know, upgrades from each level to each level that kind of kept you fresh in the game. But um, definitely liked all the graphics in this game. Yeah. Okay. So one interesting thing, uh, maybe not necessarily graphics, but did you notice the dialogue in this game? Uh, it's kind of interesting in that it doesn't matter who you pick, they all say the same exact lines. Yeah, I just about got all you said. <laughs> I think I've got that message now. We will be right over. Thank you. Click to business. It's like they have they have scripts they have to read when they answer customers. <laughs> New Ghostbusters policies. Right. Well, and just the fact that E God is is actually. Saying stuff when he's usually pretty mute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting hit by the silver oil right now. Uh, <laughs> but, but as far as uh, graphics go, I, I did think this was a a pretty good looking early Genesis title. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering the Genesis has only been out for I think a year at this point, uh, definitely I would say the main areas maybe a little ho-hum in the environments uh, but the bosses really shine in this game yeah I agree and some of the, the yeah. animations of the enemies uh, look really good I think overall uh, Compile just did a, a great job with the license whereas you know you could have given this to any European or American developer uh, and you you would have had another situation like what you had 
on the NES. So <laughs> it seems like the well, especially like companies like like Sunsoft uh, really knew how to handle licenses for you know big name properties like this. Yeah, and uh, I think it stays true to form uh, with Ghostbusters as well. Uh, I think part of the problem why maybe I don't remember it as a kid and some of us don't is because I think Ghostbusters might have started to fade from public consciousness for a while um, around that time after Ghostbusters 2. I mean, this was 1990. I guess you still have the cartoon. Uh, but I, maybe for some people, Ghostbusters was a, a little played out by that point. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, I know the cartoon ended in 90. That was the final season. It ran from like 86 to 90, I believe. So it was starting, like you said, starting to kind of get played out a little bit. Yeah, if I remember right, like 1990 was like the year I got a proton pack for Christmas. I mean, there's a picture of me having the proton pack, yeah. with like a like a re- really really cheesy Ghostbuster sweater. Uh, so. Nice. But yeah, I mean, I, I was all into that. that the cartoon definitely, um, you know, was was where it was at for me. But yeah, I remember at that same time renting the NES game, just like, oh, this is miserable. <laughs> yeah, yeah I remember cool. had a. Uh, it was a real Ghostbusters toy. It was. Um, the firehouse, uh, and you could actually pour slime at the top of it, and would ooze oh. down the the side of it. Oh man, was that was one cool Christmas gift. <laughs> yeah, and I think I actually I think I got that the same Christmas I got this game. So yeah, that was definitely fitting. Speaking of slime, we didn't really talk about Slimer much on there. He kind of gives you some power ups as you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. always at the wrong time too. Like uh, <laughs> when I desperately needed life, he'd give me energy. I'm like, no. And the guy can hurt you, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, you, you jump into him, he's like, oh. I, one time, because at one time I jumped at him thinking it was going to be that big of a deal, but he stick and hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, definitely like the graphics. Um, sound effects. Um, there is a very familiar sound effect that I heard a lot. The jumping. Did that not sound like uh, Castle of Illusion Mickey Mouse every time you jump? Like that, I felt like that was the same effect. <laughs> yeah, I can kind of hear that. Yeah, but um, yeah, sound effects were fine. I didn't really see anything, or see anything, hear hear anything that was out of the ordinary or anything bad. But I, th- I thought the music was very good, very appropriate for the levels. And um, that that uh, the apartment level with the ice that that really that's one of those tunes I'll probably end up downloading, maybe put on my MP3 player because <laughs> yeah. I really like that one. There's just something about that. I wasn't expecting that when I popped this game in. So sorry, I'm I'm busy looking up uh, bad jokes related to ghosts. <laughs> so I can one-up you. you can one usually up. Nick... Usually... He, so not only is he playing the game while we're talking about the, the... You know, we're talking on the show. He's probably looking up jokes, too, so he can save them for the end of the show. Right. Uh, so I was trying to beat him to the punch. Uh, well, I, I, usually, I usually write them down. Where do ghosts buy their food? I don't know. At the ghostery store. <laughs> <laughs> Usually about a week before the show, I'll go out and find some copy and paste them. So. <laughs> I just kind of forgot about it until Aaron said that. Oh, that's good. So here we go. What are our ghost favorite rides at the fair? I don't know. I don't... The scary go round and the roller coaster. <laughs> 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 uh, there's there's one more I, I have to share. What kind of roads do ghosts haunt? I don't know. I don't know. De- dead ends. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. I got one more for you. 
What would you find on a haunted beach? I don't know. A sandwich. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm no Nick Stevens. He'll be here all night, folks. Draw the veal. Well, guys, um, yeah, that kind of wraps up all my all my main talking points for this. Uh, you guys have anything else you want to add? We kind of went through our basic list of graphic sound, blah, 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 all that fun stuff. Uh, we didn't talk much about the music, did we? we- I just I just mentioned I like the ice stage and their cat, yeah. cat noises. <laughs> I also like the the shop theme. Uh, there's some there's some interesting. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. There's some that kind of feel a little disjointed uh, and then some that feel like uh, kind of relaxing uh, but overall the sound design is is really good uh, I would say better than average for the Genesis uh, so I I enjoyed it I, I thought it was unique enough and it kind of it, it felt like if you ever played Gremlins 2 on NES yeah. where it's kind of spooky but then it's it's also kind of catchy yeah. another great Sun, Sunsoft licensed game that's a great game Absolutely. Yeah, I, I really like the music in this game. I thought it was kind of underrated, too. Um, and to be honest, guys, I was going to try to write a Ghostbusters song for the show, and I just ran out of time. <laughs> I, yeah, I was, I was like, oh, man, I, I got to come up with something catchy. I got I to gotta do it. But I learned, I learned how to play it on guitar. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't do anything with it. I just played it at the church the other day. <laughs> Like, we call this the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, look what he did there. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I really like the third level music that do 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 where it's real serious and then it just kind of like Aaron said it just kind of relaxes a little bit for the middle. But there at the first you're like, man, we're going into some stuff. <laughs> this is some stuff. Stepping in it. That's right. <laughs> real bad. Well, hey guys, I-, I just got one question for you. What do ghosts drink when they're hot and thirsty on Halloween? Ghoulaid. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> that was ghoulish. I like it. That was a knee slapper. Oh yeah. Ghoulish <laughs> jokes. So. I promise I wouldn't do any more. We got to do this one. Where do ghosts mail their letters? Jeez, I don't know. At the ghost office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got one for you. Oh, oh yes. What does a ghost do to stay safe in the car? Huh? He puts on his sheet belt. <laughs> Horrible. Oh, <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. We need some sound effects for every time we say a dad joke. <laughs> I'm like going, <laughs> Just have Michael Jordan go time out. These have got to like Genesis Jim's dad joke. Woo! <laughs> segment there. Rob, you can sing that, right? Uh, I, I, I can. I can make it work. It's on his to-do list. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. You all ready for some retrofitted achievements? Let's do it. The Genesis Gems Retro Fitted Achievements. I've got one, two, three, four. How about that? Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got three. I've got six. Of course you do. Whoa. I've got none. I totally spaced this oh, week, so I'm going to leave it to you guys. <laughs> if I think of one, by the end of the show, I, I will throw it in there, but um, I, I failed. <laughs> no way, pal. You carry us every time. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I'll put some love into these, so maybe we can uh, we help everyone out. <laughs> some McLovin? Some McLovin, man. <laughs> some Nick Lovin. See what I did there? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm getting slap happy. It's uh, time you're, to go to you're, bed. You're a punny guy. <laughs> All right. So I'll, I'll say my first one first. First one first. That was funny. Um, this is straight from the movie. Do you have any hobbies? I collect spores, <laughs> mold, and fungus. <laughs> and that's uh, getting all the power-ups and money bags in one stage. Oh, you took one of mine. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was my inventory one. I was like, I collect spores, molds, and fungus. <laughs> Dang, I only got five. I'm sorry. Uh -oh. <laughs> that was good, though. That's my favorite line in the Ghostbusters movie, by the way. Yeah, me too. He's just so serious. Yeah. I collect spores, mold, and fungus. He's like, printer's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I got one that says, uh, Yo quiero Taco Bell. And this is beating the devil dog Chihuahua in the house stage. So, yeah. for those of you who remember the '90s Taco Bell commercials. Oh, I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to forget. <laughs> Man, I could go get me some fourth meal right now. Let's oh go. yeah. The the one I had was uh, taken from the movie as well. It's called uh, "We Just Use the Last of the Petty Cash." Use your last bit of money to buy the Peking duck. <laughs> That's perfect. That's good. That's really good. Uh, my next one is uh, I am the key master are you the gatekeeper and this is uh, beating the first encounter oh. uh, mine is an ironic demise and this is killing all the eyes from the eye boss in the apartment stage <laughs> there you go <laughs> an ironic dim eyes there you go I got it oh. <laughs> you're, you're a punny guy Ron <laughs> sorry alright so uh, my next one is uh we're basically wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator by all the uh, energy power-up tanks. <laughs> I, I, uh, I had that for one of mine, too, Landon. I, I, I wrote down, a, why worry? Each of us is carrying an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. And that, and that was, yeah, and that was uh, capturing a ghost. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, mine is, he slimed me. And this is finding Slimer only to get an energy boost when you were hoping for a light boost. Oh. The worst. That is the worst. <laughs> this one's not really related to the movie. It's oh man, we missed him. Uh, beat the mid boss, but for, uh, but failed to trap him. Oh, oh nice. no, that's good. <laughs> this is probably like one of the reasons I love Ray so much. Uh, this is my last one. It's uh, I try to think of the most harmless thing, something I loved from my childhood, <laughs> something that could never ever possibly destroy us, Mister Staypuff, and that's uh, that's beating the Staypuff boss. <laughs> And uh, my last two are Little Shop of Hosers, uh, and this is killing the giant plant in the castle stage. <laughs> There's like a bonus in there, too, because Rick, Rick, Rick Moranis was in these movies. Yeah, man, man oh, yeah. Rob, that was a deep cut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, then the last one, going back to Marshmallow Man, nobody steps on a church in my town, and that is beating Stay Puff Marshmallow Man in the high-rise stage. <laughs> I think you put the icing on the cake on that one. <laughs> put, put, the, put the malo on the s'more. Oh. <laughs> Did you have any any more, Landon? I didn't have any more. Hey. Right. Well, that was good. I like those. Oh yeah. All right. Let's ask this big question though. Is this game a gym? Is this game a Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? As far as critical reception goes, Moby ranks this critic score 73 out of 100, which is a pretty good score. Um, one of my favorite headlines comes from a 
publication from 2009 called Lens of Truth. No clue where that came from. But I really like what they said here. Uh, it said it's a fun platformer with solid controls, great shoot 'em up gameplay, and a little bit of freedom to help it stand out from the crowd. If you never got a chance to play it and are a fan of the genre or, or the Ghostbusters, I can't recommend it enough. As the years go by, this one's rarity and value are both increasing. If you can find it, grab it and get out there and start busting. I really like what they said there because like everything that headline said is kind of how I feel about the game. Um, as far as our listeners go, let me click this link and open it up. I'm trying to get a little bit more high tech with my um, <laughs> outline here. So we have uh, quite a bit of feedback on this one. I'm going to start with uh, Stephen Miranda said, It's not only good, but it actually adopted an original plotline, which can be considered a non-canical chapter between the first and second movie. Did I say that right? Canical. C-A-N-O-N-I-C-A-L. You snailed anyway. it. I snailed it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mark Kegley says, Love this game. One of my first Sega Genesis games I bought. Uh, Freddy Velasquez says, Definitely a gem. Enough said. Uh, Gabe Van Gilder says, always wanted to play this. Remember drooling, it, drooling over it in my game pro in the 80s. Stephanie <laughs> uh, <laughs> McKeon says, a solid B-plus game on the Genesis. Daniel Tolan says, fantastic game. An absolute gem. It's a real shame the other console Ghostbusters games were total garbage. Hey, I, I bet they don't play those on 4.3, Daniel. He um, <laughs> 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 made me feel bad about that. I read that early in the morning. I thought, yeah, he's right. I need to change that. <laughs> Um, Brian Bowen says, love that game. Definitely a gem. Wish I still had my old copy with a sad face crying emoticon. Uh, William Culver says, one of my faves. Stephen Kyer says, it's a masterpiece for sure. That's the wrong podcast, Stephen. That's a, that's a, <laughs> but a great adventure running gun type game. The way the game needed to be done for sure. And 100% agree with Stephen Randa. I, had, I have a nice run of this on hard mode without dying. Wow. Uh, Eric Gerbeck says, Funny, this was actually the game that really made me want a Genesis as a kid since I was obsessed with Ghostbusters. This game is a definite gem. It's also one of the few good Ghostbusters games which proves yet again that Genesis did license titles titles better than any other system. Uh, Jonathan Grindstaff says, As a guy who regularly is told he looks like Rick Moranis, compliment (laughs) or not, he says compliment or not, I'm going to say Jim considering the license. Also, you guys should play that Shawn Michaels parody as your new theme music. I said said it as my girlfriend's ringtone and she isn't aware yet. (laughs) So, so Rob, you're on a ringtone now. That's great. Oh, wow. I didn't even know you could say goodbye. We need to to get some, like, uh, royalties for that. (laughs) Uh, Monty Singleton says, Absolute gem. One of the best games on the Genesis. Don Re- Dom Re- Reno says, A gem for all the good memories with my bro after going to ski. And Kelly Wright says, Good music. Don't remember much besides that darn... <laughs> that darn that was over 20 years ago. I was probably 13 when I played it. When I last played it. Good grief. Sorry, Kelly. I just <laughs> slaughtered you. <laughs> Let me do that again. Good music. Don't remember much besides that... I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Good music. Don't remember much. Other than that was 20 years ago. Wow, I feel old. So there you go. Uh, Lon Simon says, definitely a gem and really difficult. So I got really tongue-tied there. All right. So the listeners were definitely leaning more towards uh, a gem. And uh, I'm going to have to agree. To me, this was a hidden gem. I'm going to go as far as saying that because I, again, I I had no clue this game was going to be that good. I kind of kind of came into it with low expectations i thought it was just going to be good like I, as soon as i started playing it, i'm like nah this is just going to be good this is all right but good grief the more i played it like i just i had i had more fun with this one than i do a lot of the games review just really had a blast playing it and i guess because it was new and it was good 
but I uh, can't go wrong. It's a gem. I love the exploration. Love the uh, boss battles. I, I love the variety in the ba- boss battles. So uh, and there are definitely some good strategy you can implement on each boss. And I, I was able to remember a lot of those as I played it. So uh, yeah, guys, definitely a gem for me. And uh, yeah, I I would say a gem also. Um, I haven't had as much of a chance to really dig into it as I, I wanted, but. Uh, the bits and pieces I have played, uh, I, I have really enjoyed it. And uh, I think the variety of control, the fact that you can shoot diagonally, uh, is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, the, the variety of movement for your character, uh, you know, being able to crouch and kind of crawl uh, along the floorboards is, is pretty cool. The, the fact that the characters actually look like their likenesses uh is awesome too like you can definitely make out who they're supposed to be and the boss designs are great you know i overall i think it's just a really solid game and uh, i'm with nick on this one it's kind of a hidden gem uh, where it was the same deal i didn't even know that this game was that fondly remembered uh just one of those games that was in my blind spot because you know if you're you know, you're looking through Genesis games or something. This one doesn't immediately stick out because you're just like, oh, it's just going to be another licensed game or something. It's not going to be great. But uh, yeah, right, this but... one, they really took the license and, and ran with it. Uh, so I think it's a gem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it just it just fits the movie so well. I mean, it's got its scary scenes. It's got its uh, humorous scenes. It's a fun game. You can upgrade your weapons. There's a great inventory system. It's a hard game too. It's gonna it's gonna keep you uh, wanting to keep getting further every single time. I, I just uh, I, I think this is one of the better games. Oh, uh, underrated music. You know, it's just one of the better games on the Genesis. Uh, I think on the Genesis, definitely a gem in my book. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say it's a gem as well. Um, I really like the play control. You know the. Uh... If you die in this game, it's not the controller's fault. It's usually your fault. Um, yeah, that's good. <laughs> the uh, the or graphics. Even fault. <laughs> yeah, gotta blame somebody. Or no, Kelso. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Wow, he's Kelso. the worst. He's the worst. <laughs> you made me die on that boss, Kelso. Thanks. <laughs> but the uh, the character design's really cool. I really like the the kind of little bodies and big heads. I mean, you can definitely tell who each Ghostbuster is without you know any trouble the boss designs are really cool the monsters are cool you know they're they're funny but they're scary at the same time which is kind of a they're funny in a way but at the same time you know they could you know they can really scare you if you think about it and uh music's good uh and you know i have to agree with nick and aaron and the rest of the guys you know it's kind of a hidden gem because you know i think a lot of people judged it based on the nes ghostbusters and didn't really give it a chance but if you find it, I mean, out there in the wild, pick it up. It, it's worth every penny. All right, guys. That's perfect. I'm glad you all agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Finally cool. agreed on something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just not Chester Cheetah, right? Oh, you love that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So uh, we're going to let... You we're... from that game. I do. I could play it right now if you wanted me to. <laughs> <laughs> Close out the show with it. <laughs> <laughs> love that song. But <laughs> anyways... We're going to lay the gavel down and call this one a gym. All right, guys. Hey, you know what we did? We did a uh, a listener pick, and the listeners spoke. We, we had three games that were nominated, Rocket Knight Adventure, 
Buster something. I can't remember the Tiny Toons game. <laughs> I have it. It's not too bad. And then, um, crap, what was the third one? I've already deleted the poll. Anyways. Wasn't it Clone Wars, maybe? Yes, X-Men 2. Yeah. Perfect. Yes, yes, yes. So the votes were in, and we are going to be playing Rocket Knight Adventure next time. Oh. So that's cool. And it was real Speaking sweet. Which? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was real cool because one of those three games are nominated. I already had all three of them. So that doesn't usually happen with all three games. <laughs> I just hope someone doesn't like nominate Musha and then it wins. I'm like, oh, I gotta go buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll start playing that. So guys, be thinking about that. Um, we'll be posting the question out there on the Facebook page after you hear this. Uh, give us your feedback. That That's going to be an interesting one to play. Uh, you know, Aaron kind of already hinted on some of the... Uh, uh, way that game is with uh, some of the Contra designers and stuff, real cool stuff. So uh, be checking back with us, and um, if you would like to catch up with us and check back on that kind of stuff, you can check us out on our website at www.genesisgymspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash genesisgymspodcast. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash genesisgyms. Uh, send us an email at genesisgymspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gengyms. We are on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Google Play, and we are part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. Whew. That was fast. That was that was good. <laughs> Man, be the guy at the end of like, you know, if you're listening to the radio, it's always the guy at the end of the ad. <laughs> like, you want to buy this thing, and then like he comes out the very end. You might not want to buy this thing. It might be bad for you. I, I, I won't lie. I've done that on the radio, my part-time job. But we speed up the uh, the audio. So. <laughs> so, like when you're hearing like where to call and phone numbers and things. I do a real good job of reading like that. Like I don't stutter, but like when I'm trying to talk about just you know whatever I'm talking about now, I stutter a lot. But uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a friend that, uh, that lives close to me. He actually does auctioneers for uh, part of his living, and it's the coolest thing in the world. And he uh, was at an open mic night. He did this thing where he was like, oh, blah, 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 and he would throw in beatboxing in the middle of it. It was the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like wow, he needs to go on like uh, one of those talent shows. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, um, you guys want to close out with anything? I know Retro Obscure is coming back, Aaron. How about that? Yeah, yeah man, super excited. Uh, it's new and improved. It's coming back. Uh, we've got a new uh, host joining the show. Uh, and we were on like a six to seven month break, uh, unfortunately. Just, you know, personal stuff going on. But it's uh, finally able to get get the show out there for everybody and get a new one recorded. Um, and and ready to come out in a week, so uh, awesome. super excited to to have Retro Obscura back. Uh, I I know you know we we definitely have some fans. Uh, I don't know if we have as many avid listeners as Genesis Gems, but uh, we've got a a little fan base going, so we appreciate it. Your your so, Facebook uh, group, your Facebook group is bigger than ours. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, they're, they're all Ray Band collectors. So. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, I figure, why should I kick them out? You know, they, they kind of add to our numbers, so. <laughs> yeah, make you look cool, yeah. Right. <laughs> Gotta have a few spam bots in there sometimes. <laughs> it reminds me of that time we had a spam bot in Genesis Gems, and they literally, they posted on every single post <laughs> in our group with one of those spam comments, and, and it was just so frustrating that we had to, you know, kick them out and then, I think it eventually removed all of their comments, but it was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Rob, how's Turtle Flakes going? Ah, going good, going good. Um, we had just recorded our uh, crossover episode with uh, the two dudes, 
So, you know, I, I pretend that I hate Kelso, but he's actually all right. <laughs> I'm breaking character, but no, oh, we, we had a really, really good time over there. And uh, we covered the second, um, the, or the arcade game, the original arcade game, which is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 on the NES. So that was a lot of fun. We even got stuck in Dimension X as we were talking about it, so that was crazy. <laughs> and, the, and the craziest thing was, uh, I didn't even have to add this effect. It started storming really bad back Kelso's house. And the lightning that I was going to edit into the track anyway, I didn't have to because it was uh, the th- you could hear the thunder in the background. I was like, oh, this is great. That's crazy. <laughs> Probably dangerous, but great. Um, yeah, and then uh, we just, as a matter of fact, my buddy Josh and I just recorded um, uh, yesterday morning. So you know, we're we're trying to keep it either weekly or biweekly right now. And uh, for those of you who have not uh, heard of the show, it's Turtle Flakes. We're on iTunes, Podomatic. Um, you just Google search us, you'll find us. Uh, if you want to send us an email, it's turtleflakespodcast at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you. Nice. And, uh, Landon, are we ever going to record the next uh, <laughs> Dude, I have no idea. No, I'm, um, I actually sent the Romero's an email, you know, saying, hey, uh, kind of looking for something in the next two weeks. Sent that Wednesday and haven't heard back from them. So. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to say if we don't hear back from them by about, like, the two-week time period, we just go ahead and record... Uh, we're going to be covering Doom for the PC. Yeah. So cool. And I'm excited because I can hack my Vita now. And apparently Doom is one of the games you can get for it. So. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Excited about that. All right, guys. Well, with that, we are the Genesis Gems Podcast. And we will catch you later. Catch you later. Bye. Later, dudes. <laughs>